0: It's time to play like a Jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a Jet, what
1: does that mean? Got to be feeling good about what Mike White's done today. On third and four, he'll look to throw.
0: In zone, yeah. Touchdown, Jets! Yes. Mike White, how about him? Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5,
1: touchdown! Allen has time, intercepted! Sauce Gardner's got it, breaking away, Garrett Wilson. Wilson, a big play to Johnson still going along the sideline. He's not going to go down. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees lightning. 62 yards for the touchdown. Rogers in trouble again. And he's sacked again by and Williams. What a beast. Number 95 for the Jets.
0: Listen, thank you. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it's time for another edition of the Jets 2023 offseason roundtable. Welcoming back a return guest, one of my favorite people to talk to because he keeps it real. He has no choice. There's cameras on him 24 hours a day. He never knows what's going to be on camera. So when he comes on the show, he has no choice but to say exactly what's on his mind. From the Real Housewives of New Jersey, Evan Goldschneider. Evan, thanks for coming back on the show, man.
1: Thank you, Scott. Thank you for reminding me about the cameras in my house (laughs) 24-7.
0: Well, there's one thing I want to bring up before we start, which is that we've talked about the Jets quite a bit, but I just learned that you are actually a better all-around athlete than Tiki Barber, and so you need to discuss that on the show because I think people need to know Evan Goldschneider, Jets fan, is better than Tiki Barber, New York Giants, Ring of Honor running back. Not in football, but pretty much every other sport, right? You know, what? I don't want to
1: sound uh, a little bit arrogant about it, but uh, but I was I was kind of tweaking Tiki back in the day. So um, obviously, I think he has me in football, but, you know, I think I have the height on him in basketball, Um, definitely in soccer. My dad played semi pro soccer Uh, tennis. I was uh, I was grooming to be a pro tennis player back in the day when I was like 14 golf, if you want to call it a sport. Um, So I think I have more sports than than tiki but you know certainly i think he's hit a higher level in football than i could ever hit in any other sport but uh it was it actually it started with me kind of just uh trying to make fun of tiki trying to make him one of the wolf pack on the show so what we do is we usually degrade each other so that was my way of kind of bringing him in um and then one thing he can do a lot better than me is uh we had him as as a pledge in one of the Kind of the early times that we met him because we wanted him to be, you know, come full brother. And the only way to earn your brotherhood on the show is to really outdrink us. So we're doing two for one drinks, and I think I'm like eight or nine shots in, probably like in 45 minutes, which means he's either 16 to 18 shots in, and he's in better shape than me. So I said, you know what, you get the mantle if you want to. If drinking is a sport, then he wins that one.
0: For those that don't know, Tiki Barber was on The Real Housewives of New Jersey with Evan, so that's where all of this happened. Evan, before we get into our discussion on the Jets, i got to ask, if you were to take a look at all of the players on the Jets, the coaches, the front office people, and you had to pick one to be a good cast member on The Real Housewives of New Jersey with you, who do you think would be the best one?
1: One of the linebackers, either Quan Alexander or Quincy Williams. They seem, uh, they seem to have a little bit of that dark side in them. Uh, you can see like, they, they enjoy hurting people. Um, that's kind of what we do, especially with our pledges, with our new guys. <laughs> we get a lot of pleasure in making people feel pain. So I would say probably one of those two. Uh, definitely not Zach Wilson um that doesn't show you what i feel about him
0: (laughs) i think zach wilson might be going after everybody's wife based on his reputation (laughs) and the women that he seems to like the most or at least that's the perception let's talk about zach wilson first though aside from potentially going after people's wives on reality shows he had a very (laughs) tough season his second year in the nfl It was as bad as you could ever imagine. He was benched twice. He was booed out of the stadium in that final home game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. What do you think went wrong here? And do you think there's any way he could be fixed?
1: Um, Well, I I think he was basically given the job a little bit too soon in uh, 2021. So we probably should have done uh, the, the whole let's get a veteran quarterback in and let Zach Learn from this veteran quarterback, how to, how to basically study for each game, how to prepare, um, basically how to keep your eyes up rather than down. Because, you know, whenever there was pressure on Zach, he'd put his eyes down. And next thing you know, he'd either drop back 25 yards and throw it out of bounds, or he would just, you know, drop down, go to fetal position, get hit. Um, so he was just basically, in my opinion, he was given the job without earning it. Um, they should have had a, a veteran in place considering that he was still relatively young, played, what, one and a half years at BYU, essentially, in one good year, and he had a great offensive line he played against really bad competition. So I, you know, personally, I don't think he was ready. I was hoping that he was ready. Um, So I I don't know what to do with him right now. I think the ideal scenario is to have him sit for the next year or two, although I'm I'm a little bit hesitant because, you know, I'm 48 years old, so I've seen a lot of bad quarterbacks with the Jets, but I've seen some good quarterbacks outside of the jets and you kind of know when somebody has it or doesn't has it a lot of times it comes down to what's their presence in the pocket um can they process information quickly and that's a little bit troubling because not being able to process information at least for me he basically was on his first read that first read was was covered he would just put his head down and couldn't get to the second and third reads um he also hears footsteps um which is always a very difficult thing it's kind of like Uh, the david carr syndrome and we'll talk about Derek carr's brother um but uh but david carr just got sacked so many times and eventually he was you know for lack of a better term crap for brains um just because he couldn't see down the field and he was always anticipating getting hit um i don't think zach's at that point right now but i I don't know if he has kind of the natural mental ability um to handle the job physically he's, he's relatively fast Um, He's got a great arm. Uh, He's not accurate. I mean, I guess coming out of college, everyone's very accurate. He's got a great arm. Uh, He does have a good arm if you want somebody to throw the ball 80 yards, but that never happens. Um, So I'm down on Zach like most people, um, but hopeful that since we've already made this big investment and it costs a lot to get rid of him, that we can bring in a veteran quarterback and maybe you know there's a slight chance that he can improve enough that he's useful in a year or two.
0: Play like a jet. Play like a jet. We'll come back to the veteran quarterback idea in a bit, but first, Nathaniel Hackett's here. How confident are you that he can help Zach Wilson and the rest of the offense get on the right track? And where are you at with Robert Sala and Joe Douglas right now? So
1: with Nathaniel Hackett, he's had really an up-and-down track record. If you look at what he did in certain places, he was good in Green Bay, but people could say that's easy because he had Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. And then he had that one good year when he was in, in Jacksonville, When he made Blake Bortles look like a competent quarterback. So that gives me hope. Now, last year was a total disaster. Um, Some coordinators just aren't made to be head coaches. And and, uh, the optimist in me thinks that maybe there's a chance for him to be successful here. Uh, At least from my standpoint, I I didn't like Mike LaFleur. So I think it's a slight upgrade, but it's still, I I don't have any confidence in saying that uh, Nathaniel Hackett is the answer. I just don't think it's going to be any worse than. Mike LaFleur. Um, as for Salah, I was okay with getting rid of him at the end of last year, as long as we could get um, a Sean Payton type. But then when I saw what the Broncos paid to get him, uh, that's an exorbitant price for a coach. I know we paid that for for Bill Parcells, but you know, Bill Parcells made a huge difference. I'm not saying Payton's Bill Parcells, even though he's, he's a disciple of him. I just don't think that there are any coaches that could do a better job than Salah, who are kind of free agents who, who are essentially we would have had to give a um a chance to a new coach who was really unproven, who maybe been a coordinator, and that's too much of a risk, especially with a team that is probably win now. Um and then with Joe Douglas, I mean he's it's been up and down. 2020 draft was terrible. 2021 was we used to say it was great um, when, when we're including Zach Wilson and Michael Carter. Now it seems like it's mostly Elijah Vera Tucker. So I would say it's jury still out there. Last year was a, was a fantastic draft, uh, kind of like a franchise-altering one. Uh, I just don't know what he's going to do in free agency. He's only had one really good signing, DJ Reed. Outside of that, he's had a lot of misses. But I do like his philosophy of, of not overpaying and and basically getting kind of middle of the of the road type. Uh, free agents so you could pay you know, five to seven million dollars and kind of fill a hole and, and hopefully do a good job so uh, I'd say I, I'm very positive on Joe Douglas Salah, I'm mixed um, I just don't think the team looked prepared for a lot of games uh, they didn't look prepared coming out for the second half in a lot of games, there were a lot of discipline issues, You know, a lot of those kind of late hits by John Franco Myers and, and others um, and then uh, with Michael LeFleur I'm, I'm kind of happy he's gone
0: Let's talk a little bit about the veteran quarterback situation now as you brought up before, Evan. There are some options here for the Jets. We know what they are. We've talked about Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo and then some lower tier options. What do you think the Jets should do and what do you ultimately think they're going to do here?
1: So We were talking about this before. I have number one. My number one um, and by the way, I don't know who goes to a darkness retreat. I don't know if you'd ever go to one. <laughs> um, <I> would, <laughs> it sounds like like torture, actually. All right. Why would you want to be in darkness with your thoughts? I mean, who, who, who has good thoughts in the dark? Not me. I guess my, my mind goes to dark places in the dark. But um, my number one is would be for Aaron Rodgers to come here, but also to play well, not get injured for two years, and also be a good mentor to Zach Wilson. That's number one. However, it makes it really difficult because we're probably going to have to give up at least one – first-round pick, if not two first-round picks. So that's a high price to pay. And then also, even though the cap hit for Rodgers isn't high for the first two years, there's going to be dead money after two years, like dead money of, I think, $25 million plus each year. So he's going to he's gonna take up a nice portion of the cap, and he's not even going to be playing. So realistically, he's not going to be playing past two years. So now in those two years, if he comes and we win a Super Bowl, great. I, I would mortgage the future for that. I would mortgage one of my kids. I, I would do a lot. I would do anything for a Super Bowl. Um, but I think that's a low probability scenario of, of occurring. Number two is, is Derek Carr. It doesn't look like he's going to be coming here. Um, my hesitancy is that, and maybe this is just pattern recognition, but we've had these quarterbacks who are kind of California kids. I know Aaron Rodgers is from California, but he's been Green Bay long enough kind of the Mark Sanchez of the world and the Sam Darnolds, um, who when they come out East, you know, it's it's just kind of different. They're not they're not used to it. It's a different pace of life. I'm not saying that he won't be successful, but I'm not sold on Derek Carr. I'm not sold on giving him $30, $35 million a year to be, you know, 15th or 16th best quarterback in the league. That would be, by the way, a huge improvement over the last 10 years, anything we've had except for the, you know, Fitzpatrick here. Um, and then there's kind of a wild card out there that – and you might think I'm crazy, Scott, but I wouldn't mind if the Giants franchised uh, Saquon and we signed Daniel Jones. So if you look at what Daniel Jones did last year, he was – really put up decent numbers with absolutely zero weapons. So there have been many years where we've had zero weapons and, you know, we've had just terrible production from our quarterbacks. Imagine if Daniel Jones was on our team last year. Now, probably have to sign him for, you know, four-year, $140 million. But is that any different than Derek Carr or Aaron Rodgers? Like, uh, And he's young. He's in his mid-20s going into, what, his fifth year. Uh, that would be my first choice. Also, as as a Jet fan, I'm jealous of all the Giants' success. So, take, take away their, their quarterback and at the same time have one for the next few years. I think with our defense, and hopefully if we add some skilled position players, I think he could be the right answer, but you know that's uh, it's just hopeful thinking.
0: Beyond the quarterback position, Evan, what do you think about where they should go in free agency, in the draft, what they should do, tinkering with the roster? There are some players they could cut to free up some salary cap space. Some guys they could extend. Quentin Williams comes to mind. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I guess first on offense. Since we talked about the quarterbacks, maybe we'll go to running back. I don't think I would do much there. I don't think you need to.
0: They're bringing like an undrafted
1: free agent to uh, compete in in case Brees Hall isn't 100%. Wide receiver is interesting. A lot of people talk about uh, cutting Corey Davis, and I think we'd save, what, $10.5 million against the cap. Um, My problem is if we're going to bring in a new quarterback, who are we left with at wide receiver? We have Garrett Wilson and then a bunch of question marks. Elijah Mora, he's to me unproven. Denzel Mims is not good. And Braxton Berrios is probably going to be cut because he's expensive and he doesn't really do much. So wide receiver, I think I think we have to try to restructure Corey Davis's contract because when he's healthy, he's, he's okay. He's not a bad number two or number three. Um, tight end, I don't think we need to do anything. I don't think we can get out of Uzama's uh, contract. Uh, Conklin's okay, and then Ruckert hopefully plays a little bit more next year. Obviously, the offensive line, um, to me, that's still a disaster. And I think, you know, AVT will come back question is I don't know if he's if he should be playing right tackle or right guard because there's a scenario where we put him at right tackle and then we just re-sign Nate Herbig and then we re-sign Connor McGovern kind of to like the same deal he had before Keep Lake and Tomlinson hope for Mekhi, Mekhi Becton and then you know we have uh you know we'd have Max Mitchell who could back up and maybe sign a couple serviceable backups maybe that's an answer I, I don't know I mean we'll probably take a, a tackle in the first round with number 13 so, I mean, you can't have enough resources on the offensive line, in my opinion, but I don't think we have to do that much in terms of free agency. Probably just sign some second-tier guys um, and hope for Beckton to come back, uh, re-sign McGovern, um, probably re-sign Herbig, and then I think we'll be fine there. Defensive line, I don't think we do anything. I think we actually, we should cut Carl Lawson because we have enough depth, and I think he saves a lot against the cap. Uh, obviously, re Signed Quinn and Williams, and then in the draft, in my opinion we used to we used to be really good against the run. Remember the Jets? Like even when we had a really crappy team, we're, we're always good against the run. This year we were terrible, so we need a bunch of those three hundred and seventy-pound guys that just play on first down, that play on third and one, fourth and one. Um, so I think you can get those types of guys like in the third or fourth round of the draft. Um, so they're they're relative They're, they're cheap. They just cost cost uh, draft capital. Um, linebacker to me is is a huge issue. I think the fact that C.J. Mosley uh, was an All-Pro second team this year is crazy. Because um, I used to always, I mean, I always see him basically trailing tight ends. He can't he can't cover anybody. He's decent against the run, but uh, he's getting older. We need to restructure his contract. It's a it's you know if we cut him, it's still a pretty big cap hit. Um, Quan Alexander should probably come back. I'd re-sign Quincy Williams because it makes it easier to sign Quincy Williams that way, and then. I think in the draft i think we use two picks maybe a second round and a fourth round or a fifth round to get some of these kind of speedy linebackers that fit well in the san francisco system kind of like the uh, the fred warner type uh cornerback that's like one of the rare positions that i love we're probably we're not top three cornerbacks in the league we, we might be number one sauce dj reed michael carter so i think we're fine there and then safety obviously is, is a huge issue uh, I don't know what we do with Jordan Whitehead. That one, I don't really have a strong opinion either way. I think we saved $7 million if we cut him, but um, we need some new blood there. Um, you know, obviously, Ashton Davis, like he should be pumping gas next year. Uh, <laughs> Lamarcus Joyner, happy retirement, get lost. Uh, uh, Tony Adams, I'm not sold on. Will Parks, special teams guys. So we need two brand new safeties. Maybe we get one. Maybe that's our splash in free agency, like a Jesse Bates type, and then draft one as well. Um and then special teams, the only person that I really despise is uh is Braden Mann. I can't stand him. <laughs> so uh I mean no nobody talks about everyone talks about his kind of gross yards per punt or whatever, however they phrase it. And we're like, oh, it's decent, but his hang time's like two seconds. So there's there's no way we can ever cover the punt. Like it's it's unbelievable. His net must be terrible. Um he shanks one every game, like he's just he's
0: unreliable. I could go on a two hour rant about Braden Mann. I'm not going to, but believe me, I could. I have nothing positive to say about Braden Man, the football player. Don't know him as a person, but Braden Man the football player, I have very little <laughs> positive to say, so I'm with you on him. Trust me. Yep. Last question before we run, Evan. I want to know what your thoughts are on where you think the Jets are going to be when we have this conversation again next year. Do you think that Joe Douglas and Robert Sala will find a way to get them over the hump and they'll break that streak of no playoffs? And also looking back at 2022, what disappointed you the most and what excited you the most about the future?
1: Uh, maybe I'll start with 2022. Um, what excites me is that we have legitimate high-end players, though... So it's nice to have good complimentary players that are kind of borderline all pro. That's nice. But when you have the real highest end, that gets me excited. Because when you look on defense, for example, and you have Sauce Gardner, who is arguably top three cornerback in the league already, that's great. Quinnen Williams uh, is top two at, at his position as well. It's probably him and Aaron Donald, maybe Chris Jones. Those guys are great, like high-end talent. And maybe even Garrett Wilson may be there one day. Um, I think he's probably already a top 15 receiver, maybe even top 10. Depends if he gets good quarterback play. So we have some really high-end talent. That, that I love because high-end talent buys you a few wins every year. Um, what's disappointing is that we came out we, – one, we, we never – we haven't had a good quarterback in a long time. That's obvious. Number two, we just came out flat in the last six games of the year. I don't understand how we came out flat. That Seattle game for me – I was watching with my son the entire time. I said, you know what? We have Mike White back. We have to win our last two games. Seattle's, at best, an average team. We have to come out like our hair's on fire and just destroy this team. And We came out so flat, not only on offense, but on defense. And that, that to me, is solid. Like, I don't understand how we come out so flat. Now, I know the players play the game, but you know what? Players can be manipulated mentally to, to be better at what they do. I honestly feel that way. So that was the biggest disappointment is that, you know, where's the heart in this team? So do we need guys who have new art? Like I think Garrett Wilson, Sauce Gardner, like these guys These guys are winners. Um, do we have enough of those guys or do we need better coaching? I don't know. Um, that's why I'm kind of on the fence with Salah. So that was the big disappointment. And then a year from now, I, mean, I have no idea. It really depends on if we get a good quarterback. I do have confidence that we'll fill a lot of our holes, but at the same time, I mean, we have horrendous luck in injuries, so we lose our two best players on offense in the same game in Denver. I mean, that's just horrendous. That shouldn't. That's that doesn't happen to any other team except for the Jets. So, assuming that we're not killed by injuries to our best players, I think we should be a wild card team. Assuming we get a uh, a pretty good quarterback, and when I say pretty good, it's kind of the one out of the three that I mentioned. And if if we're left with like a Baker Mayfield or a Gardner Minshew, then you know, then maybe we're. You know, I'd almost rather be three and fourteen than you know eight and nine, just because then we can kind of rebuild with a new, uh, a new coaching staff and maybe some new players.
0: Evan Goldschneider, cast member of The Real Housewives of New Jersey, also better overall athlete than Tiki Barber, in addition to being a diehard Jets fan. Thanks so much for coming on the offseason roundtable and talking about the Jets with me. Really appreciate it. Make sure that you check out Evan on Instagram and watch him on The Real Housewives of New Jersey with his wife, Jackie. Check out everything we're doing over at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. We've got some awesome All-22 breakdowns on our channel, including a 30-minute all- all 22 review of Derek Carr. So watch our videos and subscribe if you haven't already. YouTube.com slash play like a jet. Visit our store. tpublic.com. That's tepublic.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt, the play like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there. Tpublic.com. That's teepublic.com And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes. If you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to. Help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. It's Play Like a Jet Digital and PlayLegajet.com.